We are honored to have Sister Alice share with us this morning. I don't think the jubilarians realized when they asked me to do the homily that um, celebrating jubilee is one of the feast days that I can't help but cry because <laughs> I'm happy. So I will try not to cry too much during what I hope is a happy homily. So there are many blessings that come our way when we are in relationship whether it be with another person or with our family, biological or adopted, or with colleagues at work, or with like-minded women and men that we live with. One of these blessings is that when we make mistakes, when we falter in our resolve or need assistance, we have people that we can rely on to help us out. Another blessing is that when all is going well and we are successful, just sailing along on cloud nine, or when we reach certain milestones in our life, we have people with whom we can share our successes, our excitement, and our joy. So we are here today to share in the joy of eight awe-inspiring women who have reached amazing milestones in their lives. And Melanie named these at the beginning of this liturgy. And in case you didn't know, my calculator phone says that that total is 475 years. So the jubilarians chose the readings for this day. So these are women who lived ordinary lives and at one point asked themselves, what is ours to do? As they matured in age and wisdom and grace. And so the readings they chose give us a clue as to what they were seeking in their personal ref and in their personal reflections in our book of life, they also describe how they went about responding to the call. The first reading is a letter written by Claire of Assisi to Agnes of Prague. It is a letter of respect and reverence and affirmation and encouragement. Agnes was the daughter of the, of the king of, of Bohemia and the queen of Hungary. She was a princess. When the friars came to Prague on a preaching tour in 1232, she was attracted by their spirituality and quickly responded by building a church, a friary, where the friars could live, and a hospital, all dedicated to St. Francis 
Two years later, she entered a monastery and began to correspond with St. Clair, whose life and spirit she desired to emulate. In the Book of Life, the Jubilarians wrote about their attraction to the Franciscan way of life. They named living a life of simplicity, of joyfulness, kindness, humanness, hospitality, and service. They found these values and behaviors exemplified in a Franciscan congregation started by Clara Fender. They threw in their lot with this community and used their considerable gifts and talents and expertise in a variety of ministries. They were teachers, nurses, midwives, and they also founded a hospital like Agnes did. They were Peace Corps volunteers, housing managers, community planners, secretaries, counselors to persons living with HIV and AIDS, chaplains, spiritual guides, retreat directors. They ministered in villages, towns, and inner cities to the sick, to children, adults, migrants, and the homeless. They served the congregation in roles as general directress, general counselor, general secretary, provincial directress, provincial counselor, regional directress, formation directress, treasurer, mother house administrator. These women are indeed amazing graces among us. Unlike St. Clair and St. Agnes, who lived in cloistered monasteries, our jubilarians lived and served around the world. And one belief we Franciscans have is that where one of us is, all of us are. So, on our behalf, they've served in Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa, Colorado, Missouri, and then crossing oceans in Brazil, in Zimbabwe, in Rome, Germany, France, the Netherlands, Indonesia. Again, I say these, are, these women are amazing graces. But however meaningful their ministries were, and however exotic or ordinary were their places where they lived and worked, in our Book of Life, our jubilarians articulated that they wanted to, do, to be remembered by why and how they did what they did. The second reading from John addresses the why. Why should we love not only God, but our neighbor and ourselves? It is because God loved us first. 
and he sent his son into the world that we might have life through him. If we do this, God remains in us and his love flows through us. Our jubilarians were drawn to a community of the two hearts, the sacred heart of Jesus and Mary. Their intent was to be an instrument of that love, to have God's love flow through them to the people with whom they lived and served. In the Gospel reading from Luke, Jesus encourages his disciples not to worry about what they think they need because God already knows what they need. He tells them not to be afraid of living life as he has modeled it for them, but to be bold and courageous in seeking treasures not of this world. This is how he wanted them to live. Each in her own unique way, how the Jubilarians lived was by being, being loving, hopeful, faith-filled, risky, courageous, generous, trusting, kind, hospitable, fun-loving, and happy. We are blessed beyond measure to know and journey with these women. They are models for us in our being and doing. Their lives have and continue to have a ripple effect that reaches far beyond their imaginings. So once again, I say, these women are amazing graces among us. Thank you.